Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more, all covered now on Life Planning planning 101 well a very pleasant good tuesday morning everyone that's right i said a tuesday morning as we are here with life planning 101 a federal holiday yesterday so we uh took off the day yesterday but we have angela with us this morning good morning angela good tuesday morning i about said it myself my goodness <laughs> but uh yes very happy to be here after a, a great day to celebrate dr martin luther king and uh we have got quite the topic today as you know, we have been focusing on 2020 vision, and you can't have 2020 vision without obviously going to the doctor. So we're going to go deep pretty quick today, and I'm going to give you some food for thought right into this conversation. So listen to this. Perception is reality, but it may not be actuality. Reality, but not actuality. Okay. Perception is reality, but it may not be actuality. So here we are in a great economy, right? Things are booming. Uh, well, I say that. Okay, so the oil field has had a little bit of a pull-off here lately, but I'm still not hearing a lack of people being able to find jobs. Right. Right? So we've got a booming economy. Uh, we have a market that's been really going up since the election in 2016. Um, of course, I had some pullbacks and some volatility, but overall, if you would have stayed in the game, you would have made a ton of money in the market over the last four years. Uh, we've got, you know, taxes lower than they've been. My goodness, I, I mean, I don't know. I read different things all the time, but we haven't had a tax reform this big since the 80s, and taxes haven't been this low since then, if, if not before then, right? Right. Um, we've got a lot of positive things going on in the world today. You know, technology is making us cheaper, quicker, better, faster, more efficient. You know, today's world is all about being able to appease people uh, just by ways of saving them time. That's the new customer service. Right? Right. So you've got this amazing environment that we live in. And is it reality that we think things will always be this way? Or is that perception? That would be perception. It'd be perception. But yet we live that way right now. Most Americans are just living day by day and not looking at what could be the risks ahead of them failing to see them, not wanting to see them, not wanting to take the time to see them, not thinking it'll be too big of an impact. And it kind of reminds me back in, uh, you know, the late 90s, the, the tech boom. It was going to go on forever, right? Right. And what happened in 2000, it, 2001, 2002? If you own technology and the market, if you own Cisco, for heaven's sake, <laughs> you know, if you own Enron, for heaven's sake, there would have been a lot of problems. Sure. So... We live in a world of risk, and it would be ignorant for us to say that we don't, and it would be even more ignorant that if our vision is getting foggy and we can't really see the risk, that we don't go to the doctor and figure out what those risks really are. 
So what we're going to talk about today are the five biggest risks in 2020 and whether or not you can see them. And this comes after a story because my husband came home recently and he said, yeah, I was talking um, to this gentleman that, you know, I've, I've, you know, had casual conversation with for years and, you know, he just briefly asked me, so what are your thoughts about the market? And I turned to him and replied with an answer back to him and says, well, what do you think about your investment? And he said, I've got all that taken care of. Everything's doing great. Well, that's easy to say, I'd say, in today's environment, right? So it got me to thinking, um, you know, about the number one biggest risk I think people are facing right now is that the market is going straight up. And if I ask anyone how their investment guy was doing, I bet I'd know the response. He's doing great. He's doing great, right? But that's at first glance. Really, the question that we should be focused on has nothing to do with returns right now. I mean, I could throw a dart blindfolded in 2019 and have made double digits. <laughs> that's what kind of investment environment we lived in last year, right? Right. The question should be focused on how is your guy managing risk? Because let's face it, there's more risk in the equity markets today in the market doesn't matter what market, then there has been in over a decade. Think about that. There's more risk in the market today than there's been over a decade. Wow. So what are you doing to manage that risk? What is your investment guy doing to manage that risk? And I'm not saying sell out because that's not managing risk. If you sell out and this Trump train continues, what are you going to be thinking? You've missed an opportunity. Exactly. So... How do you have both worlds? How do you manage a risk and still be able to get the upside if the Trump train continues? That needs to be on your radar in the question. And, you know, as I was looking at this whole topic today, I went back and I found this article. And this is, the timing of this is so ironic. Okay, and I always pick, how do do I always pick names I can't pronounce? I mean, I had to, like, get on YouTube (laughs) this morning and learn how to pronounce this name. Okay, And, and the guy's name is Bruce Shiner. And he wrote an article back in March of 2007. I want you to get that timing, March of 2007. Think about where the market was in March of 2007. It was at its high, right? Only months later would we later learn learn to realize that August of 2007 was when the recession really began, okay? So March of 2007, he titled his article, Why the Human Brain is a Poor Judge of Risk. So looking back at that, all right, had more investors read that article, (laughs) perhaps they would have lowered their overall risk in the market prior to the financial crisis. Perhaps, right? And he opened with this statement. He said, the human brain is a fascinating organ, but it's an absolute mess. That, so true. That's very true. Very true. It's so true, right? We are we are brilliant by design. I mean, God made us to be, and uh, in, in His image, we are brilliant by design. Yet, our emotions create an absolute mess of things. We let our amygdala just get a hold of us and say, "Fear, greed, fear, greed, fear, greed, fight, 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 fight." Right? <laughs> right. All the time. <laughs> so, you know, although extremely complex. 
the reason behind this is so simple. We let our emotions take over our logic all the time. And I'm specifically speaking to those people that, and, and I no offense, because in a lot of ways I'm the same way. I say, well, I could just do it myself, right? Cheaper. Right. It's easier. I can do this. Not just in the way of investments. I'm talking any, right? But then when it has to come to our money or, you know, doing something that affects our family or doing something that affects our future, what gets in the way? Emotion. Emotion. It's inevitable. You can't not. You can't just think logically. You know, I, um, I mentioned to my brother, I was having a great conversation with him yesterday. You know, I went to this uh, meeting, and the way they designed the questions in the meeting was really to get you thinking outside and looking back in on your business as if you weren't attached to your business at all. It was the best meeting I think I've ever gone to in my life because I wasn't emotionally attached to the logic that I was understanding as I went through this set of questions. I had so many ahas. It's a very, very powerful thing when we remove our emotions from the equation. So too often, we can't see the risk when it's standing directly right in front of us simply because our biases are so strong. Would you agree with that? I would agree 100%. Yep. So let's put on your readers for today. And oh, by the way, funny story comes with that. I also asked my brother if I could share this one on the show. He's in the morning meeting last week, trying to read a very fine print, and he, he pulls up his, his uh, you know, paper right straight to his face, and so uh, someone handed him a pair of readers, he put them on, he goes, oh, oh, <laughs> like he was just amazed how it worked, and then he goes, oh, darn. <laughs> Man, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all have those moments in life, right, where we, we figure out we're getting a little older. Yes. So, um, but, you know, this may be the time. Maybe someone needs to help you put on your readers and give you that aha and tell your emotions to sit tight because today we're going to talk, whether you like it or not, about the five biggest risks that you need to be watching out for in 2020. All right. Welcome back. Segment two, Life Planning 101, right here on this Tuesday morning. Angela has lots of great information. Angela? Yes, we're talking about the five biggest risks in 2020. Can you see them? So I want to start with, uh, obviously, we talked about the financial markets, but I want to move into a story about a little boy that he wanted $100 really, really, really badly. And he was, he was wanting to buy this, this special toy that his parents weren't willing to pay that much for, and so he prayed for two weeks that nothing happened. So he decided to write a letter to God requesting $100. And when the postal authorities saw the letter addressed to the Lord, hmm. they decided to go ahead and send it to the President of the United States. <laughs> and the President was so impressed that he touched and, and amused by this whole deal that he insisted that someone send him a little $5 bill as a token because he thought, well, that's going to sound like a whole lot of money for that little boy and, and give him a good start. So. Once the little boy got the little envelope, he was so excited, he opened it up, and there was a $5, and he sat down, he said, what is going on? And, and he thought, okay, I need to write a thank you note to God, but this isn't $100. And so he wrote, dear Lord, thank you very much for sending me the money. 
However, I noticed that for some reason you had to send it through Washington, D.C., and as usual, those jerks deducted $95. (laughs) (laughs) So, TikTok the tax bomb. You are not going to see this right now. You're not going to fill it right now. In fact, I bet you everybody's feeling pretty good flush with cash in their pockets because most everybody has a few extra thou in their pockets after you've had the uh, tax reform for a couple years. And they're getting used to that new payday. But I'm going to tell you, the problem is tax reform isn't permanent. And if that pendulum does swing in Washington, D.C., what do you think is going to happen? They're going to readjust the taxes and probably not in a good way. That's exactly right. And, you know, when the ride's over, it's kaboom for some people. So, you know, the good news in all of this, and this is the silver lining, and the the problem is is that most people aren't going to do anything about it when they hear this. But the good news is that tax reform has actually created a window to help you keep your taxes low, not just pay lower taxes right now. The question that you have to be asking to be able to do that is how do you defuse that tax bomb before it's too late? Because this is truly a sunsetting tax reform. It is not permanent by any means. And I'm going to remind you of a quote by William Arthur Ward that couldn't say it better. Opportunities are like sunrises. If you wait too long, you miss them. Right. And this opportunity sunsets, and there ain't nothing you can do about that. So. Make this the year that you focus on it because you are, I mean, my goodness, you're already three years into this. You've already gone three years. We have to make this year the year that you get rid of this ticking tax bomb that's out there for you. Number three, let's talk about mortality and morbidity, people's favorite subjects, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, there's a, a, another uh, a joke I, I heard a long time ago, and, uh, you know, it's a knock-knock joke. And the guy says, knock-knock. The, the answer says, who's there? The guy says, dementia. He says, who's there? says, dementia. Who's there? Dementia. What's the matter with you? As long as I refuse to notice you, you're not there, right? That's right. <laughs> But, you know, it's true that if you actually look up what's life expectancy doing, since 2014 it's been on the decline, but only by a whopping 0.03%. Wow. Okay? And if you look at the actual causes to it, it's mostly due, and this is where, you know, our country needs God more than ever, right? It's mostly due to drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and suicide. So does that mean our life expectancy is really declining? No. No. It's self-inflicted. So, you know, since, since 1959, it's actually increased by almost nine years. Think about that. Nine years, half a century, half a century right? Right. That's pretty impressive. And, you know, furthermore, it's estimated that more, not, not one in two people, more than one in two people, that's over 50%, of people turning 65 are going to need, you guessed it, long-term health care services. Absolutely. Yeah, we're living longer, but we're not living healthier. We've had this conversation how many times on this show? And, you know, no one, here's the two things I know about people that we work with. No one wants to outlive their money, and no one wants to depend on their kids. No one wants to have to depend on anybody else. Or outlive their health. 
or yeah, or how I mean, really, exactly, exactly. I mean, that'd be the ultimatum, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but the risk is it's there and it's growing. It's getting worse, not better. So you might simply live too long. You might simply deplete your assets um, just via that way, or you might have a medical need and have a survivor that was dependent on what was left. And either way, it's a risk you need to address right now. I hear people say, well, I'm, I'm going to self-fund that risk. Okay, will you be self-funding that risk, meaning you need to be putting back money right now, every day. And if you don't have the discipline to do it, you've got to find another way to do it because it is too prevalent. More than one in two people are living through long-term care health services after age 65. Think of that. So it's a hidden risk, but it's a big one, right? Yes. And number four, so we've talked about financial markets. we talked about the tax bomb. We've talked about everyone's favorite topic, mortality and morbidity. What about a new will that actually includes your favorite person, Uncle Sam? When we come back, you're not going to want to miss who your next heir is on your estate, whether or not you've made any changes. Final segment, Life Planning 101. Angela has lots of great information. Angela? Yes, we are talking about the five biggest risks that you could be facing in 2020 and not even know that they're there. That's the scary part of all of it, right? And we left with a a new heir in your estate that uh, is very important because we all know that estate tax exemption amounts have gone up tremendously, you know, especially in recent years with tax reform. But that doesn't mean that your estate isn't going to be taxed. And here's how. The SECURE Act that we talked about a couple weeks on the show, ago on the show, right? Remember? Yes. Um, They tighten the rules around passing your retirement funds to the next generation without tax. So before, if you had your kids as beneficiaries on your IRA, they could just stretch that IRA out over their lifetime and just say, you know, tax on a little amount each year, not a big deal, may not even change your tax rate, may not even cost them any tax at all. But the SECURE Act says, uh-uh, we're not going to let you do that anymore because we need some money here in Washington to do a few things like pay off our debt. <laughs> so we're going to make you take that out within 10 years. And we don't care if it's a $5 million IRA with one beneficiary, you got to pull it out over 10 years. Wow. Which would equate to $500,000 a year hitting an income tax return. Which Think in, about that. Yeah, in turn raises your income tax bracket, and so you're paying even more to Washington. Exactly. So I did a little math here because I was curious. Who's going to get it worse than anybody? I always like to see who's, who's at the worst risk. Well, we don't have any clients that, oh, well, I take that back. No, we don't have any clients. No, we don't have any clients that live their primary residences in Maryland. But... If you're one of those unlucky ones that lives in Maryland, your heirs might get to keep a little over 20% of your IRA in a worst-case scenario. Think about that. That's crazy. That is crazy, right? Because between the SECURE Act, what it's done, estate taxes, inheritance taxes, and state taxes and federal taxes, there's not much left. Wow. And even, okay, an heir in a tax-friendly state, tax-friendly being taxes, 
may not even get to keep 24% of their IRA by those same standards. 24%. So you take out 500000 you'll be lucky if you get to keep 125000 Under those, yes, under those Worst same case standards. Scenario. If you want to look at what the math we did, you can always go into our article this week. It's going to be in our weekly life lessons there at kennedy-financial.com because this is powerful stuff, and it's something you're, you know, it's your financial legacy. And it may be in jeopardy. For some people, that's all they leave behind is IRA money. So, you know, you got to ask yourself, do I want to look at that and see what that, that tax liability might be and, and how to be able to, to plan around that? Because you can plan around that. In fact, we've got uh, weeks coming up over the appointments just to be able to discuss this and get on top of this and get the ball rolling for people with very, very large IRAs because it's too important. So the problem is, though, is you can't wait and try to fix it in the final hour, especially when you don't know that final hour when it's going to be here, right? Right. So it's very important to get on that. And then number five, this is, I say number five, biggest risk, but really I would say it's the biggest risk in the whole thing. And I'm not going to start singing to you, but we all know that country song, me, I, number one, oh my, me, my, I want to talk about me, my, oh, number one, oh my, me, my. <laughs> yeah. Well, Benjamin Graham stated, the investor's chief problem, and even his worst enemy, is likely to be himself. Okay? So think about this. A dad is talking to his daughter, and the daughter says, Dad, how exactly does the stock market work? And he says, well, you put your money in it, and for some reason you lose your money, and then you panic, and you sell. And somebody who's smarter than you are who makes money instead. So true. You know, we spend countless hours studying behavioral finance, and we do it because you are the biggest risk to your future. Believe it or not, you're human. You're not a machine. You know, and we talked about this at the beginning of the show. Emotion is not bound to get, and emotion is bound to be able to get in the way of logic. And you need to be able to hold on to something that's actually disciplined and focused and, and correct for your actual financial future or you are going to end up hurting yourself. It's so important that you have that experience and you have that logic and you have those disciplines in place. Those are the ingredients to financial success. And if you don't have them right now when everything's going good, when things start to go bad, you're going to have a recipe for emotional disaster. And we talk about the fact that what you don't know is, is what you don't know is what you don't know that hurts you all the time, right? Sure. Yes. We're telling you, this is what could hurt you. So maybe it's that you're nearsighted, maybe it's that you're farsighted, or you just need a pair of readers like my good old brother does, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> no matter if you can't see clearly, you can't see. You know, and we we want you to have that 2020 vision for your future. We want to help people live life on purpose, not by default. So you need to get help with this. You need to be able to have someone that is that unbiased person. It's the most important key ingredient in this whole thing. And after all, you want to bury yourself and worry and consume about what's going on and all the changes or, or just do what you want to do. Focus on life and living in your family. I think it'd be the latter, right? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So with that in mind, my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone. We really, truly wish the best for you in 2020 and that 
you can have laser focus on that vision and be able to take care of all these risks before they become reality. And I think that we will probably have some more 2020 vision coming up on our next few shows, won't we, Angela? Yes, and don't forget, next week, I'm glad you brought that up. We do have our very own CFA, Aaron Kennedy, joining the show. I've already read what he's going to write about, and I'm going to tell you, you are not going to want to miss that show about what's going on in the financial markets and what you need to be doing with your investments. All right. Thank you very much, Angela. Have a great week. You too. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 830 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton and Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.